Welcome to the next episode of The Hard Fat Truth. If you're just joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, as well as Google Podcasts. You can also catch us over on Facebook, as well as Instagram. Just do a search for The Hard Fat Truth, and we'll pop up. Add me to your page, and stay in communication in multiple ways. So, I'm also thankful for all of my long-term listeners, as we've been around since March of 2018, and I have many long-term listeners, and the group continues to grow. I see every week, as the podcast gets downloaded, the growth that continues, and I'm appreciative of every one of you. So, my call to action is right now, if you find the information available and useful and at your fingertips, share it with somebody. There's got to be at least one person who you know that will benefit from this. With that said, we're on the cusp of New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions. I'm not a big proponent of it because I believe if you're going to be a healthier, better you, you need to start today. Go make that change right now and not wait for something to get started. With that said, if that's what gets you moving and that's what gets you started as a New Year's resolution, then go do it. Anything that gets you to start. Just don't be like the millions of other people who fail three and a half weeks into your New Year's resolution when it comes to changing your diet and changing your eating habits. Now, how do I know this? Because I failed at it for about eight New Year's in a row until I finally made a change. One of the big topics that comes up on New Year's resolutions are different styles of eating and how to eat better and have a better quality of life when it comes to food intake. So with that, I'm excited to have Dustin Bell on the show today. Dustin runs a Facebook page called The Paleo Life, and you should go check that out. Look it up, search for it, you'll see a picture of a little Lego caveman. It will look exactly like what's in the podcast picture. And Dustin is a wealth of information, a gentleman who's lost 98 pounds, improved his lifestyle strictly through eating. He's experimented and had multiple different methods and had great success and maintained that success. He's helped many other people and he's heading down the path of coaching and mentoring many people through weight loss. So with that, Let's get the show started with the interview with Dustin. All right, Dustin, you there? I'm here. Awesome. So I'm Chris Bell from The Hard Fat Truth, and I have Dustin Bell with me on this episode interviewing Dustin. Uh, same last name, but I'm going to throw out, as far as we know, no relation. So, As, as far as we know. As far as we know. So Dustin um, is a lot like me where he's come from a lifestyle in the past that has been let's call it obese, just to be frank, and has gone through lifestyle changes to improve himself and get himself down to a healthy, maintainable lifestyle and uh, weight. Tell me a little bit about your history, Dustin, uh, where you were and, and what got you started. Sure. Uh, about two and a half, three years ago, I was sitting at close to two, 340 pounds. Um, I'm about six foot four, so I, I hold it pretty well until you get to a certain weight. Um, once, once you, once you tip the scales over 300, you, you really can't hide it anymore. Um, I was absolutely just consistently sick. Um, I'd get bronchitis upwards of 12 times a month. I'm sorry, 12 times a year. Um, feeling sick all the time, uh, had my blood sugar tested. Quite frequently, I was uh, pre-diabetic um, and really headed down a very destructive path. I uh, estimate I was probably consuming close to 6,000 calories a day. Um, everything from 
ice cream, cakes, cookies. I was hitting up Chick-fil-A twice a day. And at some point, I just got tired of it. Um, I was tired of having to buy, you know, buy new clothes every couple of months because I was putting on weight so rapidly. Uh, I got tired of being sick uh, all the time. I got tired of having, you know, zero energy. Uh, and once you hit a certain weight, as you know, you, you can start struggling with the hormones, depression, um, all kinds of horrible things can go wrong. So initially I wanted to try out portion control. So I thought that was the way to go because that's the way I was taught. And I hired a, a chef service in the DC metro area that will, will deliver fresh prepped meals to you twice a week. And they had an option on there for something called paleo. I had no idea, uh, had no idea what it was at the time. And I said, I, I looked through the menu and I'm like, oh, okay, it's got chicken and, uh, you know, a couple sweet potatoes and some green beans. I'm like, that looks good. I can do that. And then my wife, Tasha, ordered this for a week and uh, we got the meals and I'd eat them and I was really, really satisfied. These meals were only to 700 calories a meal and I was eating them twice a day and it was a lot of food and the first week I believe if I'm remembering correctly the first week I dropped 11 pounds wow in one week and in, in, in one week and that really shook me up and woke me up to okay it's not just this it's not just calorie restriction what what is paleo what is what is behind this you know, this word. And I, so I started digging, I started reading stuff by Melissa Hartwig, the whole 30, uh, guru, um, which whole 30 is essentially a paleo diet. And we did it for another week. And I believe the second week I lost another seven pounds. And after that, we, we literally just went, went through our kitchen, our entire house. And we threw every single item that was not paleo uh, out through the trash. We didn't give it away. We didn't uh, donate it to somebody or a church or anything. We just, we just trashed it and started over. And from there, uh, I would say I've lost a total of 98 pounds um, since then. And the majority of it I lost in the first eight months. Um, no, it's been an incredible. Did you? Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm jumping in here now. Sure. A couple of quick questions: Did sure. you lose that with exercise or strictly through the eating? That was strictly through the eating. I I didn't even do minimal exercise. You know, like walking and uh, sports or biking. I, I did nothing. I lost all of it, 100% through diet. Um as my energy levels, as my energy levels picked up, uh, and I say picked up, I mean, they went through the roof because when you go on like a paleo diet or a ketogenic diet, your blood sugar levels regulate, your insulin levels go down and your body can tap into that almost infinite amount of fat you've stored for years. Uh, 
you will naturally become a little more active. You just have more energy. So you're just, you know, running around and do, just living life a little bit faster and feeling a little bit better. But uh, to answer your question again, um, no, no exercise, very minimal. That's pretty awesome. I think the other thing you're, you're touching base on paleo, but for people tuning in and listening, if you're not clear, I've talked in the past that there's multiple different, you know, lack of better term, but diets out there today. And we're at that time of year where everybody's going to be rushing out to take a look at paleo keto uh you know the the former atkins diet or there's just so much stuff out there energy supplements a bunch of things i think people are going to rush and do here as a season can you explain a little bit of detail of what paleo is no absolutely Um, the paleo diet is a diet that is modeled uh for humans genetically from you know the word actually comes from the paleoethic era uh of, of of human beings and it's the bottom line is it's just essentially eliminating all fake food from your diet. Um, real food, um, real, you know, grass fed organic meats, vegetables, limited root vegetables, uh, like potatoes. And, um, so no legumes, uh, things that are harder for your body to process, uh, no, no, no dairy, um, no corn products, uh, absolutely no sugar, no grains. Um, so essentially it's a, just a high quality meat and vegetable diet. Awesome. So touch real quickly. You actually run a Facebook website based on this. That's correct. That is correct. I run a a Facebook group called the paleo life. Um, we've been up for right at two years and uh we've we've been doing some good things there so this is i I just want to make sure everybody gets that and they get that out there and they know they can uh grab facebook take a look at this page and join it personally i uh i grabbed a couple of recipes off of dustin he's got recipes on there links to other information and some great information for people that are looking at it's not strictly paleo to be honest it's he touches base on a lot of things as we we will continue on here but one of the things I got off of that was his version of the Wendy's Frosty, which is a, a hit in my household with both myself and my kids, and I, and I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a that was a <laughs> that was a great that I I almost made by accident. I, I was trying to make a coconut uh, coconut milk chocolate um, ice cream, and I, I I messed it up and when i tasted it i was like you know what i was like this 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 tastes just like a wendy's frosty and uh, you know i changed the ingredients a little bit i added some uh, chia seeds to kind of make it gel a little better like an ice cream and uh just it it, it was born it was it was a it was a great accident that uh that, that happened when i was experimenting with recipes in my kitchen well this household appreciates your accident so do you have an actual link? Do you know what the uh, the link is to that site? I know we can say we can search the Paleo Life on there, but... Um... Yeah, I don't have the actual link. Um, it's, it is, I believe, the only, the only group on Facebook called the Paleo Life. And um, you'll see a, a little photo of a, of a cave on there. I'm looking to see if it's... If I can find the, the link, but... All right. Well, I'll let you search for that and we'll get that up. I just want to make sure everybody has access to it because I think it's a great page with a lot of great information uh, for people that are trying to just improve their lifestyle and get healthy. 
lot of recipes, over 500 people engaging on there, and the group is growing on a regular basis. I personally engage on there too when I can, and, and I gather information from there for some of my podcasts, to be honest. So, um, so paleo is one step, but would you say that that's strictly where you're at now, or have you experimented with other things I, that help you with your lifestyle? Thanks. Um, yeah, so I have been, I was very strict 100% paleo for about the first year. Um, and I, I plateaued a little bit of my weight. I, I didn't, I didn't gain any. Um, but I wanted to continue to drop. And, you know, part of the paleo program, and a lot of paleo programs like Melissa Hartwig's program, Rob Wolf's program, is adding certain things back in uh, to see how it affects your body. Um, I added corn back in and my body was absolutely said no. I added uh, milk back in, my body said no. But I added whole fat uh, dairy and heavy cream back in and I felt great. Uh, So I started adding those things back in and before I realized it, uh, I ran into this similar diet called the ketogenic diet and I basically altered my paleo diet with some heavy cream and really good high quality cheeses. And, you know, each diet, the paleo diet and the keto diet, they're, they're both a primal oriented diet, meaning just, just basically it's just real food. And that's what I tell people all the time in the group. And I've said it in, uh, uh, to you before it's like just eat real food man like you know real wholesome food cut out all this processed garbage all this you know wheat and store-bought breads and just just eat something wholesome that makes you feel good and if you eat something and, and you're sluggish and tired afterwards and you don't feel great and you feel like you need to take a nap then that's not something you're supposed to be consuming as as a human being um, so I've kind of crisscrossed between between paleo and keto. So right now, I would say I'm on a very high fat, low carbohydrate ketogenic diet. It's a good way, I think, to describe it. Um, you know, I, I think I've described mine to people that I'm on a smart carb diet. I think that you run something a little stricter than I do. I say that I run an 80-20 rule, which is 80% of the time I'm pulling in good quality of product into my day and 20% of the time I'm maybe not doing as well as I should. It sounds like it's more like the 80% Dustin Bell diet, 20% (laughs) eating crap I shouldn't. (laughs) But I I think you touched on a good one. If you eat something and you feel lethargic and you're feeling slow after there, you and I both know, but where does that stem from? I think it, for me, I know that it generally stems from blood sugar. Um, When my blood sugar and insulin levels go up, I don't feel well. My body's not able. When you have high insulin, your body is physically not able to tap into your fat stores. And the way I've been eating for a couple of years has trained my body to actually prefer a really you know, nutrient dense protein and fat. And when I don't give my body what it needs, I'm experiencing malnutrition. And my body's looking for that energy. It's not getting that energy. And therefore, it, it starts slowing down. It affects your metabolism. It affects your mood. 
Um, and don't even get me started on what sugar does to your body. I, you've talked about that in previous podcasts, but um, sugar is about one of the most destructive things you could put in your body next next to drugs. Yeah, I think we could have a whole podcast strictly on that probably. <laughs> so I think that that leads in and that's some good information and that um, it's a really big key. And I agree with you from someone who was also pre-diabetic and on metformin, but it leads to something else, which is something you challenged me with months and months ago and uh, gave me a bit of information. And I, I really, I told you it was impossible to do and that it wasn't beneficial. And that's another thing you do quite a bit of, which is fasting. Yes. Yeah. So I do um, all types of, I do all types of different fasting. Um, every single day, I generally do a intermittent fast, which is basically where I'm, you know, restricting my eating window. I'll um, only eat during an eight-hour period as soon as the first bit of food or any any type of calorie goes goes through my lips. Eight-hour clock starts, and when that when that clock ends, I'm not I'm not going to eat uh, for the uh, for the rest of the day. Um, so uh, I do that. I also do ex some extended fasts, three, five-day fasts, um, water, tea, coffee only. And the reason, the reason I do it and the reason it really helps me is it goes back to blood sugar and insulin. It, it, fasting lowers your insulin and it allows your body to tap into the fat stores that you have you know, so graciously stored for yourself over the years. And when you, when you switch over to a more wholesome paleo or primal, let's just call them primal diets to kind of uh, categorize them as a whole, these are very, very nutrient-dense diets. And when you consume uh, fatty pork, beef, chicken to satiety to the point to where you physically don't feel like you could eat another bite, you are naturally going to fast for quite a while. Um, your body is not going to want any more food. And then when it, when it does, and when you, when you cut that off, what happens with, with fasting is during your eating window, let's say today during my eating window, I consume 4,000 calories. My metabolic engine is running hot with, with that amount of, of food. When I cut that off for two days, and I stop eating for 48 hours. Research from uh, Dr. J like Dr. Jason Fung shows that your metabolic engine continues to run at what your average caloric intake is. Your metabolic rate does not slow down with fasting. It actually increases a little bit. And research has shown at a five-day fast, at the end of a five-day fast, your metabolic engine is actually burning about 11 to 12% hotter than it would be if you were eating normally. So your body starts preferring the fat. You are eating 3,000 calories a day. You cut off uh, the food for two or three days. Where's, their body, where's your body going to get that food from? Those wonderful fat stores that you saved so graciously saved for it. It's going to consume about 3,000 calories of that a day until you decide to start eating. Which for most people, just over 3,000 calories is about a pound, right? Yeah, you can, on fasting, most people will lose about, 
you can lose up to about half a pound, half a pound a day of, of, of body fat, uh, doing, doing a fast. So I'm definitely someone who didn't believe in this. Dustin challenged me to it. I want to say eight months ago, I attempted fasting. If you go back and listen to my other podcast about fasting, um, I failed. I came out of it and ate like a savage or like an out of control six-year-old as somebody else we know says, and I wasn't able to control it. So learning how to come out of a fast, I think is key. And, you know, maybe you can jump into a little bit of detail on that. Absolutely. Um, you know, coming out of a fast, even if it's only, you know, a day or two, you want to break your fast very lightly. Um, for me, I'll generally do probably about half a cup of macadamia nuts, a little bit of water and um, just sit for, you know, 30 minutes and just wait and just let my body get used to processing food again. And then I'll go eat my, my, my next meal. Um, you could, you know, if you break your fast the wrong way, especially if you do an extended fast, when I say extended fast, I mean, anything over 24 hours, if you break that the wrong way, there's not a whole lot of danger in you medically hurting yourself, but you could um, have what the doctors call gastric consequences. <laughs> that doesn't sound entertaining. And, and uh, I guess I've only fasted up to 16 hours, so maybe I haven't put myself in that situation, but you know, I, well, no, I have. I've definitely come out of it not feeling so well. And once you get past, once you get past the 48 hour mark, it truly does become easier. Um, especially if you're, if you're keeping yourself busy, it, it just gets, it just gets easier and easier every day you go. Um, you have to really, one thing you have to be careful with doing extended fasts are electrolytes. A lot of people will crash and burn about day three because they, they're low on electrolytes and they start getting muscle cramps and you know they're just they're just doing they're just doing simply doing it wrong um so when i when i'm doing a fat that's over 48 hours i generally will supplement uh calcium magnesium and salt good to know uh especially with me i guess like i said i've i basically you back with us there dustin i am back a little bit of technical difficulty there. That happens with the uh, the application and running this back and forth. So um, no problem. We'll tie these things together and uh, mistakes happen and technology is wonderful. What can we say? I'm going to guess, sorry, we were, uh, I was basically discussing the fact that, you know, you were talking about how to come out of the fast and how to properly come out with the proper supplements and that I had only completed a 24-hour fast once myself and came out of it terribly. Uh, I kind of commend you on the ability to fast for, the extended periods on top of that, and that maybe I potentially failed because I was not doing those other things that you had just suggested. So those are important keys, I think, for people to have the electrolytes and the the other supplementation that your body requires while coming out of that. So how do you feel or how are you successful at going for 48 hours? I think for doing a, doing a two-day fast, and honestly, two days – is harder than doing four. There's something about that second day when your body, because my body right now is generally running pretty low on sugar and glycogen already. But something about that second day when your body completely runs out of sugars and you start trying to run off of fat, you you get you can get tired. You can get that's when people 
you know, most people will get hangry. Um, honestly, it's just doing it. You, you literally just have to buckle down and fast as long as you can. And, and, and you're going to be, and here's the thing, you're going to be hungry, like for, for quite a while during the fast. If you feel sick, if you feel ill or, you know, you're getting um, vertigo, stop and eat and start over another day. The only way you'll ever get to the point where you can fast two, three, four days at a time. It's like, it's like a muscle. You have, you have to use it uh, to, to be able to, to continue to do it longer. Um, it's, yeah, it's something if, if you don't do, if you don't try, like, you know, you said you, you fasted for 16 hours, try to go 18. And then the next time, try to go 20. I, I didn't, I didn't start out fasting uh, three days. It, it did, you know, it, it took, it took a build up to that, uh, studying it, knowing what's normal, what's not. And there's been times where hunger just overtook me and to the point to where I started feeling sick and I stopped and I ate. And then next time I did it, I went three days without thinking about it. It, it, it just, there's no rhyme or reason why some, some folks can't can fast, you know, six days one time and then fat can't fast 48 hours the next. Um, I also think it has to do with, with what you're eating. Um, you are going to deplete all the sugar and glycogen in your body. Your body will be fine. Um, but if you're not used to going without sugar, you're going to, you're going to have issues fasting when you first start. Um, you're going to go through sugar withdrawals every time. If you're eating like trash between fasts, you're going to go through sugar withdrawals every time you fast. After I was able to get to two, three days at a time, I was no longer going through that. I'd get really hungry on day two, especially towards the end of day two, but I wouldn't feel sick from, you know, withdrawing from carbohydrates and sugar because I already wasn't, wasn't eating any. I think I can get along with that. I mean, I do it myself even when I was eating a bit more carbs in the past and decided to swing my diet back around because I caught myself eating bread with the kids every morning. It was just easy to make toast. And when I cut that back out, even though I was eating enough, I had the same sort of headaches and feelings when you start cutting carbs back out and go back to a lower carb diet, your body rejects it because it's so the sugar is just so easy to process, right? And so easy for our body to store that we, we want it. It's, it's that quick hit. So I, I think that's great. I think that's interesting. So you've, you've lost a lot of weight. You've made these experiments through dieting and through food and controlling things and had some great stuff. You talked in the beginning about your health and being sick all the time. How is that affecting you now? I mean, honestly, I, I rarely get sick now. And now that I say that, I'm sure by the end of the day, I'm going to be flat on. I'm still with you. Don't know if it's my Wi-Fi or what, but do some editing and we'll get that cleaned up. So. So where were we? Just trying to think. There you go. Oh. No noises. So, sorry, we were just discussing about, you know, you've made all these lifestyle changes. You've made all these improvements to your health through eating and through controlling and some experimenting. And when we talked in the beginning, when you were 
at a much higher weight, you were sick on a regular basis. So, you know, with the diet changes, how's that affected you with becoming sick and ill? It's, it's, it's been great. I, I believe in 2012 and 2013, I was getting bronchitis, like really bad bronchitis, eight to 12 times a year, uh, sometimes 12, 13 times a year. And I, to my knowledge, as far as I can remember, I have not been diagnosed with bronchitis since I started my lifestyle change. I rarely get colds. If I do get a cold now, it'll last 48 hours tops. Um, and I'm just feeling great on a daily basis. And I, I can tell when my body's starting to fight something, I'll start supplementing by mega dosing vitamin C. And when I say mega dosing, I mean 75,000 plus milligrams a day. And my body just absorbs it and kicks that, kicks that virus out very quickly. That's awesome. I mean, that's something we, uh, I'm a proponent of on this podcast. When I talk about stuff with people, I often step out and tell people this isn't just about extending our life to have a longer life. Um, that's one of the things that comes up quite often and I discuss it, but the other thing is about a quality of life today and having a quality of life right now. And I think that that's an important thing and surely what you're doing shows that in the signs of it. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's not only like what, what's going to help you, you know, live longer and have a, a better quality life. What, what can you do? to ensure your long-term success on your, on your weight loss and your health goals. Um, Cause there's nothing, nothing worse for your body than yo-yoing uh, on different, on different diets. And, you know, once, once you find something that really works for you, you know, stick with it and, and, and buckle down and do it. And, you know, when your body, you have to, you have to make adjustments. Like you, I think fasting is a, you know, fasting is a very serious metabolic intervention. And, and, and I don't take fasting. I don't take fasting likely. And you have to, you have to switch, you have to switch things up with your body because your our bodies are so dynamic and they adjust so well to their environments that, you know, you'll, you'll be fasting and, you know, you're, you may, you may start gaining weight and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And then you, you change one little thing and then your body is like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And you start losing weight again. And I, I like what uh, another, another podcaster always says. They always say, keep calm and keto on. Meaning don't always, you know, judge things by the scale. I know you've talked about, you know, staying away from the scale in the, in the past and trying to find those, what we like to call as non-scale victories is just stick with it, you know, stick with a diet, you know, whether you're doing like what you're doing or whether you're doing full blown whole 30, full blown keto, full blown paleo, if you're finding something that works and it's making you feel good and you're satisfied, you're going to be successful. You just got to stay away from that scale for a while and, and, and just judge on there. There's been times where I know I put on weight and, but I was still feeling great. And I wasn't getting sick and I wasn't feeling sluggish. And then my body would just adjust. I would maybe add another day of fasting in there. And that waist would just slim back down real quick. So, I mean, I guess you kind of just touched on it. You 
heading down the path of my next question, which is why do you believe you've been successful for this long and, and why you maintain that success? I think I've been successful because I, I did the research. I, I, I have read so much on, you know, primal diets, fasting, uh, I've joined fasting groups online. I have a fasting group at work where, where we all fast together once a month. And you have to get, when you're, when you're doing this, when I say doing this, when you're trying to improve your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise, you have to go beyond a recipe and beyond a workout. You got to try to understand the why behind it. And why, why when I start eating grape and fruit does my weight loss stall and then I start putting on weight I understand it now because I've read everything there is to read about type 2 diabetes and and reversing type 2 diabetes and what stuff like fruit does to my blood sugar and it spikes it drastically it's, it's just knowing the why behind it knowing why your body does what it does and doing the research you you have to do the research your doctor is not trained in nutrition you have got to do the research you've got to read the books you've got to listen to the podcasts you know you've got to read the research articles and figure out what the best move is for you that's awesome so we're going to wrap up the end of the podcast here. I appreciate you, Dustin, for being on. You're an uh, extremely excellent knowledge base for areas that I was a bit weak in and trying to learn about myself. Um, you've definitely helped me and challenged me moving forward. So I want to leave the podcast with a couple of things here. And that's, we'll put a link up on my page over to Dustin's Paleo site. So uh, if you're following us and look us up on Facebook for the Hard Fat Truth and uh, like the page, I am going to put a link to Dustin's Paleo Life page on there and get us hooked up so that you have that access. It's a great resource. I recommend you go join the group and take a look at it. Um, the last thing I'm going to leave Dustin with, and it's from past stuff that we've done. I haven't issued a challenge to people in a long time that are listening to the podcast. So uh, what do you want to challenge people to do? I want to challenge people to do something different in 2019 that they've never done before. Do something radical. Do something. If you're doing something where everyone else around you, every right now, Americans, what, what is it? 50, was it 50 to 60% of Americans are pre-diabetic. 75% of Americans and that's Canadians as well are overweight or obese. Do something where they think you're crazy. And if they think you're crazy, you're probably doing the right thing. That's actually awesome because as you lost weight and I lost weight, how many times do we run into people that tell us whatever we were doing was crazy and we should stop? Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll try to convince you you're going to die of a heart attack. And you can show them research that debunks the link between saturated fat and cholesterol. And they will still tell you you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> That's awesome. Dustin, thanks for joining the podcast. I know it's been a long time coming and I'm glad that you were finally able to get on here. We'll get it edited up and we'll get this out. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Thanks everyone. Awesome, Chris. Thanks.